I feel fortunate because I get to see you via the social medias, but I don't think I've gotten to like talk, talk to you since we've been in school together. Yeah. Since I graduated, I was like, peace and just dipped out. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, bye forever. (laughs) And I hope you back in. (laughs) Life just happens. I got busy and I guess like, you know, I'm just glad I get to see you all on social media. So I'm like, oh, they're doing good. I'll catch up with them. Okay, so I know our answer to this, but I was curious, Maya and Katie, do you remember meeting each other, or what have you had in common via Wartburg? Because we obviously all have the same department together, but did you have any classes, or like remember collaborating? Maya was actually my RA sophomore year. You're and kidding! Katie was the best residence. She actually participated, came to my events. She was like in it, and she always said hi to me. She was so friendly. <laughs> I was like, she's one of the best residents I've had that year. Well, thanks. <laughs> I believe that she did the. She made me go to things with her when I was a freshman. So, she is. <laughs> she's the best communicate community builder. That is so so cute. Okay, Maya, I know what it is. Do you remember meeting me? I feel like you came, you were in, you were still in high school, and I remember sitting next to you, and I believe we had a group, like a group thing, and you were like, you're so bubbly, and you're like, oh my gosh, my name is Mackenzie, I'm Jesse's sister. I'm like, oh, I see where I'm here, he gets it from now. I shouldn't have claimed him, I really shouldn't have, but we had Bill Withers, Calm, was it Calm 101 or 111? Whatever it was. It's the first comm class. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Maya and I were in the same group even, and we were the first presentation. So we did it on printing. Yep. And I think about we the did the, publications. the Hawaii shirt that he, and he really liked us. He was like, y'all are the best group. So I think we aced that class just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> and we did this elaborate video that talked about like the process of publicating, like, and we dressed up in period clothes to talk about like the different iterations. So... <laughs> Yep, I remember too. So I don't know if that was your first foray into video making, but uh, we potentially did it together. I also remember we did a short film together too called La Carta, and we were in um, Valmer. I remember that too. But that's like, that was like May term. Oh, that's really funny. (laughs) I completely forgot about that. (laughs) I I didn't even think I would remember that, but I do. So. So cute. Well, and then we spent another May term together on the film, but yep. I don't think I got to see too much of you because what was your position for that? You were in the mix and I was not. I mean, like I was, I was there. I was first team, but well, I had I, like I seen did a lot of things. I did a lot of everything. So I don't remember. <laughs> I was a floater. I always had so many good questions, though. I, like, wanted to stand next to Maya because I knew she had an inquiring mind that was going to get the answers. (laughs) I 
literally at the end of my college career, I was like, how in the hell did I finish my four years? Like, I, be- I feel like I barely did anything, but I did everything. <laughs> you did everything. I just feel like, I'm like, how did I get that done? Oh yeah, I procrastinated for like four hours on that, but I still got it done. Like, I just, <laughs> well, I'm gonna be the nice guest and be like, how are you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, it's cute of you to ask us because this is, we, I don't know how closely you follow the podcast, Maya, but these are called our check-in episodes. Mm-hmm. And so typically it's just a way for Katie and I to touch base in between doing our other content and a good way to like talk about current events and that sort of thing. And then we realized that this space would be really great also to do interviews and get other perspectives into the mix and do the same. So ironically, that's one of the first questions on our list for you too. Um, But so nice of you to ask. I'm doing well. I had a really good weekend. So that helps. And Sunday nights are always kind of, especially with this, they're now fun nights. Before it was kind of like that night before a school day dread. And now it's so fun because this is just like the perfect cherry on top. Katie, how are you? (laughs) I mean, I'll echo a lot of what Mackenzie just said. Uh, I'm doing well. This was what would have been our homecoming weekend. So we had um, a race, a virtual race that went on until today where you had to do like 185.2 miles in a few months. And we had our final mile event this evening. So was doing that. You have to spend some time outside with some alums and Sir Victor and it was it was nice. It filled my a little bit of my void from no homecoming. And also Maya, how are you doing? You know, it's been an interesting year. Um my I would say emotionally I'm better, especially with a lot of stuff that's been happening after COVID. COVID's still a thing, but you know, all the Black Lives Matter stuff and all these just social injustices that's going on. I have been uh, emotionally exhausted and drained. And when I get into a lot of uh, negativity, I just need some, I need a refresher. So I've taken a lot of social media breaks and media breaks in general, just to kind of get myself together. Um, but overall now I'm doing better. I've found yoga every morning and yoga is the best thing since sliced toast. Like I was like, where has yoga been my whole life? I love this. It's very relaxing and it opens up my mind to just meditate and get my day started. Um, and now I'm able to release my emotions into my creative space, which is filmmaking and YouTubing and writing. So doing good overall. Maya, you hit two of my questions coincidentally in giving that answer. First of all, I love it. I started doing yoga during quarantine and I still stretch and do deep breaths, but I want to get back into like a more regular practice of it more genuinely. And I had, I I was fortunate that pre-COVID and everything, I had a friend who was pretty into yoga. And so I got to go to like a real studio and have like a real yogi do it. And to be in that space is completely different than trying to follow it on a screen and that sort of thing. And so now I'm curious, who do you, what do you use to help you do your yoga practice? Yes. So on YouTube, it's called Yoga for Adrienne and she is the sweetest. Oh my gosh. She's so cute. And Benji. Benji is half half the time. He's just chilling. But Yoga with Adrienne is perfect. I'll literally just find something that I'm like, oh, I need to stretch my guts. I need to like stretch my back. Like 
she has everything for she has things for like surfing text neck like I was like you know what if I'm looking for anything I'm going to her I was going to ask you about if you had any routines or like must-do habits like what is a day in the life of Maya oh day in the life of so literally this is recently literally a couple of months ago I sat down uh before I went to work from home and I was like, I have no morning routine whatsoever. Literally, I wake up and I feed my cats and we play and I read my newsletters and I start work. And I'm never mentally prepared for work. So I like, I need to switch it up a little bit. So I started waking up at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. I start my morning off with yoga with Adrian. I play with my cats in the morning because that's when they're crazy and they love to destroy things and, you know, interrupt my yoga sessions, but I love them. And then after that, I read my newsletters. I'm a huge morning brew reader. I love Girls Night In for self-care, self-love tips. Uh, morning brew is more so like five-minute quick news. And I'm a person that loves the news, but not so much where I'm going to watch it all day or read something long. So uh, morning brew is like five to seven minutes, done, got my news for the day. Um, and then I love to uh, read my Bible apps. So I like to look at the story of the day, look at the verse of the day, and then have some devotional time. Then after that, I eat my breakfast, watch a show of whatever I'm watching. I love SpongeBob. So I'm a huge, huge SpongeBob fan. Um, but this stopped going on TV. So now I watch um, like either a horror movie of some sort because it's October. So why not? Um, and yes, I am that crazy person that will watch a horror movie while I'm working. Um, and not be scared because it's just, you know, I've watched horror movies since I was 13, so I'm very picky now. So I start my morning off with that, and then I'm going into work. Now, I got the morning part down, but I would love to have an evening routine where I kind of wind down and stuff, so I'm working on that slowly, but one step at a time. So that's the day of the life of Maya. My other question that you just naturally folded into it was talking about current events mm -hmm. um, and how overwhelming the world is and has been um, for the last six months. But if we're being honest, it's just really emphasized a lot of things that were already happening and on our minds, but made them more urgent and pressing and all of those things. Um, and I think for us being in media and working with media, that definitely brought another dynamic of awareness or influence in the way that it's touching our work and lives. And so I was curious if you have any things that you've learned through the time or just want to add to like, this was particularly confusing because of this reason. Um, I don't know. It depends on where you are in your process. If there's been a takeaway yet or like a silver lining or, you know, it's okay if the world is kind of, <laughs> dark and bleak. That's kind of where I'm at. That's why I'm giving you the owls because I'm like, I'm still coming around to the world not being so dark and bleak. <laughs> so yeah, so like, like you mentioned, this has been going on for years since I was born and learned these things were a thing. Um, but one thing I've learned is my faith, having my faith is very important in these times. For some, they may say, well, I can't see that because right now this is what I see in front of me. And that's true. It's very dark and bleak, as you mentioned. But for me, what keeps me very sane is reading my Bible, reading um, my devotionals every day, staying in tune with myself, 
knowing who I am and how I can represent for others who may need some encouragement or some inspiration because I'm only one person. I can't go out and change everyone's minds and hearts, but I can change the people that follow me, people that look up to me or people that I look up to, et cetera. So it's really just um, taking what I see and like I've mentioned is using that creative space to change a life whether it's through a post, whether it's through a, a simple message, whether it's a simple phone call, a text message, those things for me bring me light um, in this dark times. I'm able to cry, laugh, and share those things with people. I remember I was on the phone with Bree Pri a couple of months ago, and we were literally on the phone talking about the George Floyd thing. And we were just like, this has been going on forever, and people are now starting to realize Black Lives Matter. Like, <laughs> we were just, we were frustrated. We said everything that we need to say and we said, okay, so what are we going to do about it? What can we do right now in our circle of friends? Well, we can get our friends to speak up who aren't speaking up. We can share some information of how you can donate and be an alley. You can do these things. And so once you do those little small things, it leads to bigger things. And that's how you reach more people that way. Um, so yes, the world is very dark and it's crazy and it's wild, but at the end of the day, how can I or you or anyone change it in your, in your life? What can you do to make it light for yourself and then for someone else around you? Um, so those are the things that I don't think about every single day because I do have my moments where I'm in a dark, bleak space and I'm like, maybe this isn't worth it. Why am I doing this? Maybe I should not focus on anything. Maybe I shouldn't post today because no one's going to care. If I don't post this video, no one's really going to pay attention to it. But then I have to, I quickly snap out of it. I'm like, wait a second. I'm not doing this for people. I'm doing this for me to reach someone. And someone out there is going to be like, where's her video at? Or is Maya doing okay? Or vice versa. Is this person doing okay? So those are the things that I've developed since quarantine, but over my lifetime with these wonderful, strange, and upsetting events happening. So... Hopefully that answered your question. You did answer my question, and I also saw Katie smile over there because you started to answer what I know is one of her questions. So you are just, like, hitting all the points, Maya. Like, this, you are in media because your media training is incredible. Let me just take over your all's podcast, and I'll just ask you Yeah, that's great. Go for it. Yeah, more than thrilled. It is called She Said, so we'll, we'll give up the mic. That's our pleasure. <laughs> did you have a follow-up to your questions Mackenzie yeah that's a really good question I think I do have a follow-up and I'm trying to think of the way to say it or phrase it or what I actually mean by asking it but as I mentioned that I, I think you did a really good job highlighting that some days it can like I mentioned how I still sometimes, I, I would argue that even more so in the last six to nine months, that I would say more dark days, I would say start or end with a bleak mindset or outlook or vision into the world. And then some of the other days I'm like, it's great. And I want to, I want to connect and see community. And I think that it, I, I've spent a lot of time thinking what it would mean to be like a student during this time instead of a young professional and what difference that might make in terms of optimism versus 
difficulties. And I was just curious if you had any other thoughts about the way the world looks right now and being a young professional and all that that entails. I, I, I realize I'm in, so I mentioned before, I'm in the YouTube space. So a lot of people that I follow on Instagram, especially are either filmmakers, people who are entrepreneurs, people who are workout gurus and every post that they, they always post the same thing. Be true to yourself. Um, I mentioned before, show up for yourself daily and you have to, um, and I've been hearing a lot of manifestation. You have to manifest what you want in your life to see it happen. You have to believe it, speak it, speak the positivity, even if things are negative around you. And it's easier, it's so easy, easier said than done. Manifest your life and this will happen. I hear stories like, yeah, I manifested $6,000 and I got it within a week. And I'm like, how does that work? And I can barely get a dollar in my pocket. You know, like I think about those things and whether you're a student person who's a young professional or even not even a young professional, you've been doing this for years and you're still not seeing an outcome. It's all about, I guess, consistency and really just taking a moment to how do you want your life to be viewed as? How do you want your life to go? What do you see yourself doing in five years, 10 years, et cetera? Um, and also, you know, with all this negativity happening, we don't know the future, right? We always think about the past. And I know for myself lately, I've been thinking about a lot of past things. That I just know I can't change. I can't go back and tell that person that I was mean to that I'm sorry. I can't go back and mend a broken friendship anymore. I can't do those things. But one thing I can change is my present and I can't change the direction of my future. Um, and I, as a young professional who's still trying to figure this thing out, and I graduated in 2018, it's a learning process. I have had an identity thing going up and down. Who is Maya? What is she like? Okay, I figured out who Maya is. Now I want to go and try to impress people and try to get these numbers and try to get these followers and these likes and realize, and that's not even it. That doesn't fulfill me in any kind of way. Because at the end of the day, if I get 1,000 likes and 1 million followers, I'm still going to strive for more. Then I'm going to have that pressure of now I got to so please those people that are following me and so it's like it's like a continuous circle of either comparing yourself or you're trying to fit in or you're trying to change something that really can't be changed in that moment in time until you change yourself then you also it all leads back to you it's like who am i am i being true to me and if not then how can i go about changing that and i found lately i've been doing a lot of comparison like, especially as a Black woman and seeing other Black women doing the thing, like whether it's writing books or they're speaking up or whatever the case is, I find myself like, I need to be doing more. I feel like I'm not adequate enough as a Black woman during this time of spreading the knowledge and the things necessary for people to be like, hey, she's saying something important. Let's go follow her. So I find myself in this trap of, I'm just not doing enough. Um, and at the end of the day, I won't ever do enough if I keep thinking that. And so I found that writing out my goals, writing out what I know I can do is so important. Staying true to myself is so important. Showing up for yourself is so important. And being consistent and speaking it is important. You're not going to see change in a day and a minute. Impossible. Some people become stars in like that. And you're like, how do they do that? That's not everybody's journey. And that's where everyone's journey is different everyone's lifestyle is different. 
I can't say Mackenzie is going to be like me and Katie's going to be like her. That's just not how it works. Everyone's path is different. So those are the things over time. Answer your question. I've learned over time is just being true to yourself overall is hugely important. And knowing what I'm looking for is important. And if I'm not seeing that right now, that is okay. Because that's where the, when you look back and you look at all that progress, whether it's negative or good, you're like, man, it was worth it in the end. So to answer your question, sure, yes, and maybe so. <laughs> so this ties into kind of one of my questions for you, Maya. Your motto is dream, create, motivate. Yes. So what does this mean to you in summation after the last statement that you had? And what, where did that come from? So the dream, create, if, well, I don't know the listeners won't see this, but behind me is my tapestry tapestry is dream all the dreams and so one day like I said I follow other youtubers and they have like little hashtags or little lines that they say at the end I'm like dang it I need something like that so I'm like dream okay I got it from my tapestry then I'm like create when you dream something you have to create it to come to life it can be anything it doesn't have to be media or filmmaking it can be anything you want to do and I'm like okay then you have to be motivated to get it done so that's where that came from of things that my mom has shared with me things that um, people that I look up to on social media have said in their Instagram post or Facebook post. And then overall for me, what has worked for me? So dreaming um, my life to be a filmmaker, creating that vision to happen. Um, and it's not consistent every day, but creating that vision to make it happen and then being motivated to get it done is where that motto came from for my YouTube channel. I love it. You are so uplifting just as a human being. So thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so in addition to your full-time job, you are a filmmaker, a vlogger, you are in the YouTube game and you write, you're a self-proclaimed French lover. Yes. And if I remember from your, oh, your bios, you are a black woman doing the damn thing. Yes. And I love that. Thank you. <laughs> So, um, I guess, how, how did you start falling in love with all of these passions that have formed and divulged into Maya Pyre Productions? Right. So, um, when I was living in Virginia, my mom, during the summer, loved for my brother and I to stay educated when we weren't learning anything in school. I'm like, can we have a break? She's like, no, you need to stay focused and learn. And so one day we just got a new computer and she said, sit down and write something. And you know, my rebellious self was like, I don't want to write. I want to, I want to play with my dolls or watch TV or whatever. And so she said, write something by an hour. I want to see something done. And so I wrote this, I don't even have it saved and I'm so sad, but it was such a good story. But I was going through some boy drama at that time. And I was like, what is love and love sucks. <laughs> Um, so I wrote out the story in about 30 minutes and it was literally about a boy some, and something about love and something about finding yourself in love. And I wrote it to my mom and she was like, that's the most beautiful story I've ever heard. I was like, you need to do some more writing. And so I was like, okay, I can get into this writing game. Let me try it out a little bit. And so I wrote out another story called A Time to Realize. And that was about a boy who passed away and the girl had to find herself through this 
you know, this morning and she realized that this whole time he was with her the whole time. And so I realized, I was like, huh, I can get into this love writing thing phase. Then that changed. <laughs> and I was like, I need to focus on something else more. So I moved to Chicago and my stepfather at the time, he was like, you know, you can turn your writing into film. I was like, what? He was like, you like movies. I was like, yeah, I love watching movies. Mind you, we sat down and watched The Hobbit in two hours, like in, in a day. So I was like into it. And so he was like, you love watching this kind of things. You can turn your, your stories into uh, films. And I was like, okay. So he bought me a screenwriter's book and I read it and I was like, this could be interesting. So then when it got time to finding colleges, um, I would just finished theater and I was writing plays for that. And I was like, okay, I'm liking this. Maybe I need to either major in theater or major in some type of filming. And then I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to do theater because I love acting, but I'm not really an actress. So maybe it's time to figure out a different, different career path. So literally I should have applied to film schools, but I never did. Cause I was like, I don't want to focus on film. I want to focus on many other things. I took French in Virginia for two years and I took a break and then got back into it couple of months before going to college and so I was like I love French so I want to incorporate that and French make French people love film Paris is the place for filmmaking so I was like okay I can probably get a career in uh in Paris speaking French and doing filmmaking and I was like okay that's a little too much because now I'm not fluent enough to be in Paris yet so anyway long story short found Wartburg okay and they at that time um my admissions counselor was like, we have the best journalism, you know, communications program, which is true. And I love it to bits. And I'm very thankful I got a chance to experience that. And I was like, okay, I can do my filmmaking here. Um, part of me wishes I would have started my YouTube journey in college because I really felt like I could have dived into that more and worked with people on campus and collab with people. But that's okay. It's never too late. Um, so... I went through my filmmaking phase and did documentaries and worked on projects and whatever. And then after I graduated, I was like, okay, I'm done with school. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do school no more. The homework was too stressful for me. I said, I can't do it. So I was like, if I did school again, I'll do a filmmaking program. But then I'm like, that's money that I don't have at the moment. So I need to figure out something where I can do filmmaking. At the time I was working as a page designer in Madison first job and I did not like it because it wasn't what I wanted to do so I said okay I need to find something that can keep me inspired creatively before I go to work because I worked in the evenings YouTube came into my mind I was like oh my gosh this is perfect I can make films and videos practice my skills and just upload it literally in my first YouTube video I thought I was gonna get a thousand subscribers and I had this high intention this high ambition and I was like that's not that's not it. Maybe I need to, and that's where the numbers started coming in. And that's where I was like, should I do YouTube? Should I even do filmmaking at this point? But then I'm like, I love storytelling. And that's where writing comes in. And you can turn that into a film and you can turn that into a video. I'm like, I love this stuff. I literally get excited when I watch behind the scenes. Like that's how much I love this. So I'm like, okay, we need to hone it down. So that's where the dream create motivate came in. And so that was the model for my channel. And then I was like, okay, I can do this little mini series, this raw me series where I just speak about the truth of any topic. Did that for a bit and I would love to get back into it, but then lost my creative passion again because I just didn't like my work. And long story short, 
This year, found a new job in marketing, realized marketing and filmmaking go hand in hand because you have to market yourself to like pitch your film to people. So I was like, I can see myself in this marketing business for a bit, still do my YouTube channel. And the people at my job are so kind that they're like allowing me to do my own thing too. So I literally did a web series called work from home with, and so many different people like showed their work from home life. And so I'm like, okay, I'm liking this. And so overall, I just love storytelling. And then French comes into play because that was not my first language. I actually wanted to take Spanish, um, but the French teacher in my middle school is looking for students. And so that's how that started. And then it led to vlogging and then it led to writing. And now I want to become a published author. So like everything is tying together of my filmmaking career. It's not like set in stone, like boom, go to a film school, boom, I'm in Hollywood, boom, I'm making these feature films. No, it's like, different lanes and I'm like hopping in each one and it's all going straight to filmmaking so long story short yes so and no <laughs> Ooh, yeah I, I mean definitely through all of that I can see how your everything you're doing now ties into who you want to be and what you want to be doing mm-hmm. well and they and say really cool there's like this philosophy out there where a lot of times we work in reverse or we're taught to work in reverse where if we want to have this, then we're going to do this and then you'll be this. Yep. But in actuality, it's the opposite order that you're being the person that you are and you're doing the things that you love and then you're going to have whatever it is that you want to have as that end goal. So, but I love hearing that in motion for you. That was really it's a fun story and fun. I always love hearing the inception and then kind of like the childhood delight and then how you build upon that and build upon that. Yep. Yep. Thank you for being here. Thank you. We, for having <laughs> we do have a few more questions. Yes. I know the are- questions. Yes. <laughs> What questions do we have for you, Maya? It's the check-in questions that you ask each of your guests. <laughs> I know one of them is, uh, what is your accomplishment? If you can brag about yourself, what is it? And then I forgot to do, but I did. Let's start with that. What are some recent accomplishments, Maya? Um, I got 112 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Um, my goal was to get 100 by the end of 2020, and I surpassed that, and I'm very happy. Um, and my recent video, Halloween This or That, that got 200 plus views. Um, and I'm very happy about that. Another thing that I'm very proud of is my mom asked me a couple of weeks ago, and she asked me, if someone were to give you a negative comment or dislike some one of your videos, what would you do? And I'm like, I would be hurt. Like, my feelings would be hurt. I'm like, what did I do to, like, have this person not like it, you know? And we had a conversation about it and she was like, you can't please everybody. You, it's just impossible. Someone out there is going to be like, I just did not like that. And that's okay. Half the stuff I watch, I don't like. And so on my Halloween this or that, I got one dislike. And I was like, you know what? That is okay. And so my maturity level is growing in that arena. Because in this kind of industry, you're going to have a lot of haters and that's okay. Um, and you have to learn to love it and you have to learn to appreciate it and know who you are and keep moving. So that's my other accomplishment. And I'm sticking to my morning routine. So that's it. 
I love you and your mom's relationship as you've been describing it. That has made me really happy. I, there's this phrase that I learned a little over a year ago and I've used a ton and I haven't still found its origin. I know the person who introduced me to it and he said, it's mine if I want it, but I don't think it was his to give. Um, and it's called a trusted <laughs> thinking partner. And I, I, I feel so fortunate in the kindred spirits I have in my life that I feel like I can fully divulge myself to, and they always bring me a step closer to a realization and to my purpose and to all the things happy and good in this world. And yes. And I think it's really cool that you are able to have that with your mom, just the way you described, even from a young age, I just that everybody's fortunate enough, fortunate enough to have that in a parent per se. Mm -hmm. Um, and it sounds like she's like step and step with you ready to be right next to you for all the great things you're doing. And that's fun. <laughs> we love moms. I know moms rock. <laughs> Dads do too. <laughs> They're okay. <laughs> what are you reading, watching, and listening to, Maya? Yes. Oh my gosh. I just finished The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is the second series to The Haunting of Hill House. Fire. Ultimate fire. Uh, so I, I literally watched it twice. I started it literally last week in two days, finished it, started it back up again the next day, finished it up yesterday. Two days. I am a binge watcher. So I just finished that. I love SpongeBob, so that's always a thing. It's on right now. <laughs> um, and as far as what I'm reading, I'm reading Luster by Raven Lalani. Um, it's one of her newest books that just came out a couple of months ago. And it's about a African-American girl who is loves, she loves sex and she loves um, pleasing men, but she's also doesn't know herself. She doesn't know her identity and she meets this black girl and that kind of just changes the game in her life. So I started reading it and then I was reading another book at the same time. And that just doesn't work out when you're reading two books at the same time. You can't show love to both. So I had to start over in Lester. So that's what I'm reading right now. And then what's this listening to? Mm -hmm. So I just got into podcast literally a month ago. So I listened to Brie Priest podcast. I also listened to The Purpose Project. Of course, I listen to She Said because I'm on this thing, so I have to listen to it or else they'll kill me. <laughs> um, no, but um, I listen to you guys. And then um, there's another one. I forgot her name. Let me see my phone. Where is that? She talks about manifestation. Oh, here we go. Her name is, her name is Pursuit of Happiness. Yes, no, Pursuit of Bliss. Uh, she talks about manifestation stuff and how you can, you know, live your life to the fullest. But those are my top podcasts that I'll actually sit down and listen to. Also in that podcast list are YouTubers who start their own podcasts that I follow and I trust them. So I have to listen to them. So, yes. Very cool. So I've had the project po podcast on my list. So knowing that that's a staple in yours and your early because you have to find really good podcasts to get you into the medium, I feel like. It's an odd simulation for people who are our age. Um, I remember, like, the first podcast I really got into, and I could, like, lay in my bed with my eyes closed, and I just wanted to listen to it. And that's, like, such a weird thing to think about, but that's how you know you're hooked. Yep. What about you, Mackenzie? What are you reading, watching, and listening to? 
Yes. So I have been reading Jonathan Vaness, who is one of the queer eye men, um, or he has semi recently, they're semi recently non-binary. So I have to kind of refocus. And I'm actually just getting to the point part where they start talking about that. So, um, but that's been a, a small transition, not that difficult, but um, with there being five of them, just refocusing that. Um, but it's called Over the Top and they're so well known and I think it's so interesting. I feel like they either rub people like really the right way or really the wrong way. And, but there's so many more people that I would suspect that maybe just wouldn't be quite the person for them. And they love Jonathan so much. And it makes me really happy. Like one being, um, my brother and his girlfriend recently started watching Queer Eye. They live in Kansas City. So I made them start on the Kansas City season. Um, and I really wasn't expecting Jesse to like Jonathan just out of hand. Just, I just didn't feel like they were quite like a personality match. And I was a hundred percent wrong. Jesse like has this love in his heart and it makes me so happy. So happy. Cause I love Jonathan too. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Jonathan just has like so many different interesting facets of his identity, of their identity that um, I'm really excited that I get to get the backstory and especially there are some really dark aspects and I think with how positive and outgoing it's just it'd be easier to think that there wasn't anything to overcome really but there's addiction and there's trauma and I'm I think that's really interesting that after so much work and effort that they've been able to give in such a significant way and through Queer Eye, which I don't know if anybody thought it was going to be the hit that it is and that sort of thing. So anyways, that's what I'm reading is Jonathan's um, memoir. I don't, I don't know if it's a memoir per se, but I think so, because autobiography, I don't think that's quite what it would be. Um, and I think all of them actually have published a memoir. So I'm really excited because I feel like maybe I'm starting with Jonathan, but I'll go through and I'll do all the queer, <laughs> queer eye. <laughs> and then um, today in particular, I kind of did a weekend of watching really sad movies. Um, which my roommates were so concerned because they would like, peek their head in and I just be kind of crying in my room and they're like, what are you, what, and I'm like, I just, okay, I don't you're know, crying. I'm not crying. Crying. I'm it's a sign of the times, guys, <laughs> like, just let me have this, um, and, like, an interesting heartfelt one that I just watched today, I, it's the one I'm ending on, is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is the Mr. Rogers story based on a true story where it's a journalist who, um, has a little hate in his heart, and um in getting to know Mr. Rogers and trying to actually find like faults in Mr. Rogers and kind of do an expose a little bit just because that's the type of antagonist the journalist is um actually was like able to find some healing and a friendship and that sort of thing so I it's really wholesome I I like it there's like an there's a small antagonist 
devil my shoulder person that really finds it soothing when with this like storyline so that's what I watched today in particular and then what I'm listening to is I uh visited back home a couple weeks ago so I've been on this playlist that I made for my dad that's called old and outstanding it's just one that I created I keep telling him that he's old and outstanding um so <laughs> it's the playlist I made for him when I'm home because he's so grumpy about what music we listen to and I don't want to let him pick anymore um <laughs> but there's one song on it <laughs> Dan uh, but there's one song on it that he didn't like and now he likes it and I love that he's turned a corner on it it's called <laughs> rich girl by Daryl Hall and John Oates and <laughs> basically <laughs> it's about a girl who <laughs> like spends her dad's money and like goes too far and like is kind of reckless in life because she knows like her dad's gonna clean it up for her and so I always turn to him and I'm like yeah <laughs> Like, he got my back. He's like, no, no, I don't. You know, you have to be responsible for you. I'm like, but really? <laughs> so I like to be, again, I like to be an antagonist sometimes. So my dad's kind of turned the corner. And now when I look at him, well, like the song's on, I kind of like give him a wink. He'll be like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he doesn't feel in his soul quite yet, but I think sub subliminally, I'm getting him closer and closer to... Um, enabling his adult child for the rest of her life, hopefully. <laughs> Katie, what are you reading, watching, listening to besides my evil laugh? Yes, yes, yes. Well, I could listen to that all the time. Um, <laughs> but I just finished reading Margaret Atwood's book called Year of the Flood. It's the second in a trilogy. Um, Talk about spooky season. Right. It has to do with a pandemic. <laughs> the oh. first one I read in March when the pandemic was just happening <laughs> in the U.S. and that was terrifying but we circled back and it was really good so hopefully we'll get to the third one here soon. Um, I just watched Enola Holmes on Netflix. That movie is fire. Oh my gosh that's so good. Fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you watch it, Mackenzie? I haven't. My roommates and I have it on our list. And it's a little less up my alley, although Millie Bobby Brown, is that how you, is that her name? Is that the correct? Okay. Um, but she's great. So I'm excited for that aspect of it at the very least. And I'm sure it's going to exceed every other expectation possible. But my other <laughs> roommates who are major nerds, I'm sure I will get a dissertation on the entire background and present and all of that stuff. I have to say this, you were banished. Okay, I'm sorry. Because Katie and I are on this level. We, you have to be on this level too. <laughs> you do. I'll be banished, that's fine. <laughs> Nobody I'd rather be banished for than Maya. <laughs> I can see, I, th I think you'll enjoy it. And Maya, I'm curious to see if you'll enjoy it or if you did enjoy it, the production of it. Just the way that some scenes were cut and some of the editing happened, it made me laugh. And I don't know if editing had ever made me laugh yep Is that, okay okay i haven't seen the behind the scenes because i'm usually like on youtube immediately after the movie behind the scenes of or the explanation of so i haven't done that yet but yeah i saw that it was it was yeah very cute it's a very cute gotta get on this level so we can chat about it and laugh about it <laughs> i will follow up with the both of you 
after our the yeah. viewing party. <laughs> We're actually gonna have Maya back every other week for a check-in. Yes, <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, and then what I am listening to, I just tried out a new podcast called Novel Pairings, and um, it was after I dove deep into the Instagram account of somebody I just followed. Um, who she quit her job as a teacher to become a reviewer and she does all all the book things she has a podcast where she pairs classic novels with modern ones to make them easier to consume and it is wildly interesting they just kind of go through the like major plot points and stuff and yeah called novel pairings and it's it's cute i haven't taken any recommendations yet but they're they're fun. The, the one I listened to or listened to yesterday was called, or it was about, oh, what was it? Like the fall campus novels. So the things that make you want to like dive back into academia in the fall. And it was, it was just really good. Yeah. 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 Cute. Are we going to do a little book club and follow one of the suggestions of one of the episodes? What's that? Are we going to do a little book club and follow one of the episodes, the suggestions? Don't recommend doing a book club to me because Mackenzie, we're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't being, it sounded cavalier. I was being genuine. I, <laughs> oh. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Let's I'm leaning into accountability like that. Maya, are you in? I love, I love reading. So I'm always, I would love to host a book club. I think that would be fun. <laughs> All right. Katie loves it. Loves, loves, loves it. I love it. Yes, yes. All right. Well, any final thoughts today, team? Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. This is my second podcast, guys, and I'm like, cheesy. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Maya. Um, for everyone listening, you can follow Maya Weatherall and Maya Pie Productions on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, YouTube. Thank you.